Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cause I'm happy and sad at the same time You've got me smiling with tears in my eyes Can you believe there was like a very long period of my life Where I genuinely thought I had good vocal skills I mean, I was a youth But I really truly meant it Like in my heart, I knew I just knew I had a knack for singing. <laughs> and uh, thank goodness I pursued that talent. You know, I get to to sing to you all every single week on this podcast. Hello. Welcome back. It is so lovely to have you. Thank you for joining me again or for the first time. If you are, my name is Taylor. I have a YouTube channel where I talk about all things lifestyle and fitness and hopefully put like a fun little twist on health and wellness in a very approachable sense. And I am hopefully just about six weeks out from becoming a certified personal trainer, which is so exciting to say out loud. Here's the thing, though. This is this is not about me becoming a CPT. This is about the podcast. I've had a, a few revelations in the past few days, and a lot of it has spiraled from listening to podcasts myself. If you've been with me for a while, you might know that one of the main reasons why I decided to start this podcast was because I have been a longtime avid listener of podcasts. I love them. I love the medium. I think it's fascinating. I love how you can multitask while you're listening to a podcast. I work out and I listen to podcasts sometimes. I feel like that's a cringy thing to say, but it's the truth. It's my favorite thing to do when I go on walks. If I'm cooking, I turn on a podcast. If I'm cleaning or I just kind of want to procrastinate some work, I turn on podcasts. So it's always been this ever-changing platform, especially as it's blown up in the last two to three years. And I'm always looking for new shows. So when a new show comes onto my lab, I am curious, I'm inquisitive, and most importantly, I'm taking notes. And I'm seeing what I like about that show and seeing how I can apply it to make myself become a better content creator myself. So in the last two days, I have listened to many mini an episode of the podcast Normal Gossip. There's only eight episodes in total, so I'm actually behind if we really think about the fact I've only listened to four. But how much it is cycling in my brain right now tells you how prevalent this is in my mind and how much it has changed my emphasis on what I want to do with my own personal podcast. So Normal Gossip is a newer-ish podcast. It began, I believe, in January of this year, 2022. Does it even feel like it's 2022? I had to remember the year as I said that out loud. Weird. And one of my good friends, Paige, who also is a Twisty listener, hey Paige, she recommended this podcast to me weeks ago. And she's like, Taylor, you have to listen to this. I am listening to every single episode back to back. It is just getting better and better. And it is fascinating. And the concept of the podcast is a woman basically shares with a guest um, gossip that she heard from a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend of a friend. And it's just kind of like no harm, no foul, just fun to listen to. And it also kind of dives into why gossip is such an interesting concept and what we can gain from it, how it is also associated with class, how it can be a good thing. Like let's say you're working for a company and you're gossiping with your coworkers, maybe about how much money you make. And then that helps you get a raise if you realize that you've been compensated less than your counterpart. Just I love that because I want to take the, you know, the stigma away from gossip and this podcast totally did that. So 
she recommended this podcast to me. One of my other best friends recommended the podcast to me. It was coming up on my TikTok recommendations. And I'm like, okay, I need to stop everything that I'm doing. And I need to listen to this podcast. And granted, it is pretty, it's pretty fun. And I just love a premise behind a show that one, like gets the people talking, you know, like you're just invested. You want to keep listening. You just want to, you know, give away your time to this podcast because it's so enticing. And two, I love a formulaic podcast. I think they are marvelous. I really believe they are some of like the more um, groundbreaking forms of content, even something like Hot Wings that is not a podcast. Actually, it might be. I swear I saw that on Apple Podcast Charts the other day. I digress. But the concept of something like hot wings where an interviewer is eating hot wings with a different celebrity or influencer or notable person on uh, an episode per week or whatever is a really genius formula because it still entices you. You still like the game of it all. You know what you're going to expect, but there's still different elements that draw you in. Like if Billie Eilish is going to be on, you want to watch her. If Harry Styles is going to be on, you want to watch him. It's just gorgeous. And I love that concept behind normal gossip because it made me want to keep listening because I knew what to expect, but I also wanted more juice and drama and action. And it got me feeling very contemplative about the twisty pot itself and how I want to be able to bring that to you all. I really love the fact that I can do this podcast on my own, but golly gee, do I love the idea of doing it with a guest, a co-host, somebody to just banter with. We all know we love banter here. I would love nothing more. And I'm not saying that I can't recreate that environment without a co-host, but gosh, wouldn't it be so much fun? But maybe that's my new pioneering goal. I want to give you so much value with this podcast I suppose all on my own, at least for the time being, but I don't want it to be a podcast that's all about me. And I've stressed that I feel like time and time again, because you don't turn on a podcast to just learn about me. And if you do, um, spoiler alert, I'm a pretty bland human being, very vanilla over here, probably. So I, I don't want you to listen to this and feel like you didn't gain anything from it. Even if it's something that's funny and like you just gained a few laughs, good enough for me. If you gain something informational and I can provide that for you, then we're on the right track. If it's just a a conversation between me and whomever I might have on the show this week. (laughs) I hate when I accidentally call this a show. It makes me sound like I am so pretentious. It it flows out sometimes. I don't know. But if if I have somebody on the show... There I go again. And it's just, it's natural. It's fun. And that's what you enjoyed that week. And you just gained a a nice little episode that felt like a FaceTime with friends. And that was the value that I provided to you that week. Then I'm doing my job well enough, but I don't want to be slacking at my job. I am an overachiever to a fault. I am a perfectionist to a fault and I hate not giving you better content. So I think in the next few weeks, I will be experimenting a little bit. And I want to be just kind of like testing the waters on what are the best stinking ways I can elevate this podcast for you, for us, truly. I mean, the entire premise of this was to break down, you know, myths in the fitness industry or just maybe just concepts that are so um, twisted in our brains. And then when we talk about them out loud, we get them untwisted, you know, don't get it twisted. It's like me trying to like take every bit of the title and unravel it perfectly for you as to why it's such a good title. (laughs) But um, in regards to value for this week, we're going with a very tangible list and I like lists. Lists keep me organized. They keep my brain organized. They help me stay on track. And without lists, sometimes I don't know I would ever get anything done. So when it comes to lists in the sense that we are going to be talking about today with our healthy lifestyles, I think this is going to help us get some things done in maybe some categories that you may not need help in. Maybe you might sometime, maybe you never will. Maybe it's just me regurgitating information um, that has helped me in the past and currently. But 
I'm going to be sharing four tips that have helped me live a better healthy lifestyle. And particularly, these are the tips for when I am feeling the most unmotivated. I'm feeling unconfident. I feel down on myself. I feel like I haven't looked at a vegetable in months. I haven't thought about the gym. I haven't gone outside. I haven't seen the sun. It's like that state of mind where you're just feeling a little bit lost somewhere along the way. You you took one left turn and all of a sudden your routine is just different. And these are the things that kind of like, I don't know, ground me back in. And I love that and I need that. And if there's one thing I feel like I have learned that I'm not great about, but I know is important <laughs> is that building good habits for yourself is one of the absolute best things that you can do, particularly with a healthy lifestyle, because it allows you to fall back on something. So if you have those weeks, those stretches where you're not getting outside, you're not seeing the sun, you haven't worked out or you haven't thought about vegetables or micro minerals, whatever, micro minerals, I meant to say trace minerals and micronutrients at the same time. And then I just combined the two. (laughs) Building habits is amazing because if you go off track, you still have those habits in place. So your, your brain kind of starts to go onto autopilot mode. And when you have your autopilot built on habits that you've built for yourself, then it doesn't take you as far off course as maybe it might have if you wouldn't have just, you know, put in that work to get those habits built. That being said, building habits is a really stinking hard thing to do. And I believe it takes quite a few weeks to get some habits quite consistent. I've heard before it takes uh, like 27 days. I've heard it takes 66 days. Three weeks I've heard is like a pretty good common medium number. About three weeks to build a habit, let's just say, give or take. So if you can stick to one or two of these things or one or two any things in your life and build that as a habit to ground yourself on, then we're going to be on to the right track. And the right track is an interesting thing to say, but really what I just mean is feeling like your best self in whatever context that is for, for you. This is not about looking a certain way. This is about feeling good, feeling good in your body. And that means feeling confident, feeling proud of yourself and just overall, like having that euphoric energy, just feeling joyous. We love to see it. So my first tip is kind of inspired by somebody that I don't remember how or why I started following on Instagram. I don't know much of his background. So forgive me if this is not uh, somebody that I should be taking my tips from. But I I really liked this quote and I've liked most of the things that I've seen on his page. So for now, I'm happy with this. But uh, the Instagram account is called Syat Fitness, like Hyatt, but with an S. And the creator, his name is Jordan Syat. He's a strength and conditioning coach. Oddly enough, when I was researching him for this, I learned that he is the strength coach for Gary V. Like Gary V, the motivational speaker who's always like a little bit drastic in the things that he says and whatnot. He's his strength and conditioning coach, which actually might say a lot about uh, Jordan Syatt himself. I believe he just goes by Jay. That might say a lot about Jay because Gary Vee wouldn't just let anybody, you know, train him. So this is pretty cool. But I was watching a video on his page and he was talking about, you know, why we often have such a tricky time with weekends. And there's always like this up and down pattern that a lot of people see, you know, like you think you're in this constant state of dieting or maybe you're constantly trying to get into a caloric deficit, whatever it may be. And the trickiest part of that can often be the weekends and we struggle with that and we don't even know why. Why is it always the weekends that are the hardest part of our journey? And, you know, he pinpointed it perfectly. It's because, you know, Monday through Friday, typically if that's the schedule that you follow, you have your routine. You've got your work week routine. You know exactly what time you're going to be expected to eat breakfast and how much time you have for it and what kind of food you can make in that time. Maybe you eat the exact same thing Monday through Friday, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you've got your routine set in place. But when the weekend comes, maybe you sleep in, maybe you have a 
totally lazy day because you've earned it or you you go off and you're I don't know traveling you're at a bachelorette party you're you're just doing different stuff that you wouldn't normally do so your routine is just shifted and that makes total sense so I was like I'm trying to get to my point here which is like when I was watching this video, I'm like, yes, you're saying all of the right things, but like, what is the answer? You know, what is, how do I feel good about the weekends where I don't get mad at myself on Sunday that I, you know, didn't work out at all, or I literally hadn't seen a vegetable all weekend. I say that often, but I'm not kidding you. Like there are days where I go where I don't see vegetables and it's not good. This is not good. So his tip is to basically start the meal His tip, come on, Taylor, we've got this, is to start your day off with a meal that you are very happy with. And that might seem very simplistic, but it's actually wonderful in practice. If you wake up on a Saturday morning and you make yourself a delicious breakfast that you put your your heart into, you made exactly what you wanted, you put all your fresh ingredients in, or you you just make whatever you want, you're starting the day off exactly how you want to. And also in a way, because you're happy with whatever meal you had, you're kind of like checking that off as a point of success for the day. It becomes something that you're, you know, kind of proud of yourself for being diligent about when it wasn't the traditional structured routine work week. On Saturday morning, you got up, you made that perfect breakfast, you got yourself some structure and that was a success. So now you've started your day off in success mode. So Even if you just, you know, enjoy yourself the whole rest of the day, at least you did one really kind thing for yourself that you were happy with. And I thought that was really great because it doesn't matter what the meal is as long as you're happy with it. It, I mean, it's, it's totally subjective. And building off of that, another thing that I took away from his quote, like applying it to my own life would be also starting my day off with some type of movement, I have found is paramount for me. And it doesn't have to be my full entire workout, but if I just even get my booty out the door and I take Reese out myself and I don't make Keith get out of bed to go take her outside, my whole mood is just shifted to a more positive light. I have already moved my body a little bit. I've already gone on a little bit of a walk. Maybe I've eaten something that I was really happy with and made me put a little joy in my belly. Already I have like two great ways that I started off my day, you know? And sometimes like that rewires your brain to think, to make just happy decisions the whole rest of the day. You're in already a really good mindset. If you have the freedom to get your full workout in first thing in the morning, during the work week or on the weekends, In my case, that is foolproof for me. It is what works so tremendously well. I love, absolutely love, 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 love being done with my workout and being showered or whatever and looking at the clock and it's 8 a.m. in the morning. There are a few things that make me feel less accomplished. I don't know what the frick it is about our obsession with waking up at four in the morning, five in the morning, six in the morning even as a culture and being productive. There is something like inherently kind of toxic about it. But at the same time, it's so fascinating that it's all something that so many of us seek. We love to wake up early. We love to talk about waking up early. We love to be accomplished in the morning. And I think it's because you kind of feel like you're already ahead of the game. Like you've you've got your day off on the right foot because you literally started on your foot. You started moving. You got your movement in. And it just, it works for me. I'm just saying it. So if it's starting off with a good meal or it's starting off with some movement, it puts me in a positive mindset. And overall, that is what I would like to achieve at the end of the day. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. <laughs> and yes, I did try to say that very fast. So thank you, Jordan Syatt, for um, that little tip. I think it's 
imperative, 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 imperative to feel good about yourself in all elements of your day. Okay. We love it. Moving on to tip number two. I have mentioned like quite a few times that I jokingly will say I haven't seen vegetables in days. And that's not just for the weekend. That is sadly quite often. There's a lot of reasons I've realized why this is. But my tip is to be more conscious of including as many whole foods and fruits and vegetables into your day as possible. I'm not telling you to cut things out of your diet. I'm not telling you to even like eat a certain way. I just mean to like eat the rainbow. It's not a phrase. I feel like people say that. Eat the rainbow. Be conscious of trying to incorporate as many whole foods into your diet as you can. And I've been learning about this actually for my CPT studies, but I think that this applies to me so much and maybe that this is not a universal thing, but I really realized if I was looking at my diet and this is even just like a few weeks ago as I've tried to get better about it, but if I was looking at everything that I would eat in a day, I would always be choosing very processed things to put into my body. And it wasn't that I was, I don't know, like seeking them out, but I think it was just like what I was almost trained to do at that point. I realized throughout college, especially, I was on such a tight schedule with myself from moving to class and meetings and work and um, other responsibilities, et cetera. I never made myself time to actually sit down and eat a proper meal. Even when I would go to the cafeteria, I feel like I would just grab like the quickest thing that I could. And who knows if there was even vegetables in any of the meals I ate in the four years I was in college. But it was always for me, the quick, easy options that I would choose. And when it comes to quick and easy options, you're looking at, I would say 90% of my diet was the frozen food section from Trader Joe's. I am not even kidding you. It was, um, all, I made so much cauliflower gnocchi, so much cauliflower sweet potato gnocchi. I would make like, yeah, just like so many pastas, like just like weird bowls. Everything had to be microwaved. And it's, it's like comical to look back on now, but I, I didn't have time. And of course, you know, like you're in college, you run on fumes anyways. It's, it's not the best way to live your life, but it's how I was doing it. And then especially because that was four years of kind of like doing the exact same thing. I feel like I never broke that loop for myself. And when I, you know, I'm now living on my own or, or with Keith and Reese, of course, an important chef in our kitchen, we cook somewhat, but both of us like aren't the most fabulous cooks. Keith's probably a better cook than I am. We never fully like broke those habits. And if I would like go through my day, I would notice like I would always be inclined like almost every single day to have a protein bar. Not a bad thing inherently, but every single day probably isn't the best if I could find like some much more holistic alternative to get my protein in, you know? Um, I often make pancakes for dinner. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Mostly like uh, they have buttermilk protein pancakes at Trader Joe's. I don't remember if there's like a better name for it, but I think they're just literally buttermilk protein pancakes. I have like a Kodiak cake box from Costco that it's absolutely massive that I'm still working my way through. I love pancakes and I love them for dinner. So again, another processed food, not inherently bad, but almost every single day, Taylor. And then I also just like naturally am more inclined to eat salty snacks, packaged snacks. I love pretzels. I love chips. I love crackers. I love um, saltines. I love Cheez-Its. <laughs> and these are all great things. And again, I'm never, ever, ever going to be the person to tell you to take something out of your diet uh, unless you are literally allergic, in which case go talk to a registered dietitian and or a um, physician because I am not qualified. But I started to break down like the actual things that were going into my body and realizing there's probably a lot of nutritional gaps here that I could be filling by just maybe eating something that's a little a little greener, a 
bit more, you know, vegetable-y. It's got, it's got leaves it's sprouted from the ground. It's, it's not that I want to take any of these things away, but if I'm just more thoughtful when I'm going to cook dinner of the ingredients that I have in my refrigerator and how I can use them and, and how um, efficiently I can use them in a timely manner, that's another problem I have, not using my vegetables in time, but that's a whole other story then I can maybe, you know, fuel my body a little bit better. And I do genuinely notice I feel better when I'm giving my body all that it is asking of me. If I'm constantly just, you know, only living off of protein bars and protein pancakes and whatever else I have in in between, it probably, you know, isn't the absolute best. It's not the worst, but it's not the absolute best. And if I'm just looking for little little tiny ways for me to feel a little bit happier, get a little bit more pep in my step, then that's a really simple tip to just be a bit more conscious of the whole foods that I'm eating. And maybe it's just like adding a salad to your dinner or adding in some type of side to whatever that you were wanting to eat beforehand. It doesn't mean you have to take everything away. Just, you know, be conscious. Be conscious. That's all I'm asking. All right. Tip number three. I don't know why I only chose four tips, but you know, I, I, I want to make this snappy. Sometimes Taylor rants a little bit, but you know, if you, if you listen to this podcast and you didn't expect a teeny bit of a rant, then I, I do sincerely apologize, but this is, this is the medium that we're on. All right. Number three, if I do nothing all day long, if it is a stereotypical Taylor lazy day, which you have never seen in its full capacity and to its full extremes, but it's bad. You know, uh, it's, it's sleeping until 11, 12 PM. It's chilling on the couch all day long. It's just back and forth between the refrigerator and the couch. And it's like no movement and all slug bug and all survivor or love Island. It's, it's beautiful and it's bad all at the same time. But if I'm in one of those moods where I just do nothing all day long, I at least at the absolute bare minimum, very, very least, need to just go take myself on a walk. Actually, I would almost rephrase that to say, at the very least, I want to walk. And although I'm never, not never, sometimes I'm not in the mood to go walk on days like that, it is like life-changing. I had like a viral TikTok, not viral, (laughs) I feel like I'm picky about using the word viral unless it's millions. It has like a few hundred thousand views. But it was this video where I came back from my walk and I turned on my camera right away and I basically just sat there and I ranted and I said, I don't care how redundant this is, but I absolutely love going on my daily walk because I sit here and I mope and I'm sad and I'm like upset that I haven't seen the sun in a few days or I'm just, you know, not in the mood to move whatsoever. And, you know, Reese looks at me and she's like, Taylor, I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, fine. We'll go outside. (laughs) I'm not a bad dog mom. I promise. I'm I'm always taking care of Reese. We'll always go outside. But if she's, you know, she needs to go or like, that's like my one little motivator to get outside. All of a sudden it's like change in the air. I am moving with grace. I am just happy to be outside. All it took was like a few laps and I am a better, happier human being because I just, I got some fresh air. I smelled the fresh oxygen, you know, I looked up at the sky. I saw stars and the sun and the moon and all the things. And I just, I got a little bit happier and I don't care how, you know, overstated it is. Walking has changed my life. It has put me in such a better mood as a human being. I feel better about myself when I get back from walks. If I'm in that lazy mindset, guarantee you 90% of the time, I'll even say like 98% of the time, I walk back into this apartment and I'm all of a sudden in productivity mode. I'm cleaning, I'm doing laundry, I'm doing dishes. I have like five things checked off of my to-do list just right from the second I got through the door. All of a sudden I'm feeling good. And it just took me, you know, the few minutes to get outside and move my body. And that was it. And it wasn't a day of exercise. It wasn't even a day of movement. It was probably a 10 minute walk, max 30 minutes. And I feel better almost instantly. It's kind of incredible. 
So if I'm too busy to work out, I have no energy for it. At the bare minimum, I want to get myself to walk and it helps every stinking time. It is grounding. It is amazing for you. It is amazing for your health. And also, if we want to get like scientific-y about it, walking or any kind of activity that is not a part of your structured exercise in any given day is under the category in your energy expenditure known as NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And NEAT, if you're a listener, is also kind of the basis behind the Step Into 22 challenge where you feel, you know, just a little bit more motivated to maybe take the stairs if you're able or or to move around your apartment a little bit more to park at the back of the parking lot. All of those activities are considered neat because it's all of the other things that you do in your day that are outside of structured exercise. But what's fascinating about neat is that of the few elements of your total daily energy expenditure, it is the most easily adjustable. If you are looking at let's say, uh, wanting to lose weight, uh, and you're looking for advice on like, what's the best way to approach it. Oftentimes trainers will, you know, of course, on top of an exercise regime, or maybe on top of, um, eating a well-balanced diet, they'll often have you kind of play around with that wiggle room of your neat, because it's a very easily changeable area of, your energy expenditure because it's a lot easier to just move around a little bit more and and vacuum and count that as your calories or go on a walk versus doing like 2 hours of exercise every single day. So it's it's kind of like this beautiful sweet spot where you can play around with how your energy is expended and it's very easy to not easy but it's a little bit more seamless to increase your energy expenditure that way rather than like continually cutting down on the food that you're eating because that's obviously not going to continue to help you fuel your workouts in the end. You you reach a point where you just cannot go any lower and it's just another way to kind of move your body in a very mindless way. And I absolutely love it. Like I'm obsessed with the concept of me. I think it's so beautiful to unpack. And again, Walking is under that category. Taking the stairs is under that category. Like the any kind of movement that you do throughout the day that is not inside of structured exercise is your need. Other than like literally laying down and, and going to bed. It's um, gardening. It's vacuuming. It's um, walking around the grocery store. It's doing house chores. Literally all of that is neat. And I think it's one of the most beautiful categories of the way that our body moves because it's so flexible. So that was number three. If you do nothing in a given day, at least move your body by walking in some little small capacity. However, my part two to tip number three, so we've got a little bonus tip here coming in, (laughs) is also if I'm in one of those moods where I just am lazy as heck, one of the better things that I can do is try to stand as much as possible. People used to tell me to stand, like especially at work, people would just tell me to stand all the time because it was my first time, you know, having a desk job. I was fortunate enough to have a standing desk, which was so stinking cool, but I had to wear heels at work. So standing in heels was also like horribly uncomfortable, but I hated using my standing desk because I I didn't like standing. Like it's not comfortable. I'd rather be sitting, you know, (laughs) like obviously. However, uh, you know, like I kind of just like neglected it and I didn't really pay attention to everybody, you know, telling you to stand and use a standing desk. But I learned this, you know, as I was studying and also from personal experience. But one of the things that can start to happen with your body when you sit too often is you can start to develop overactive hip flexors, which is pretty common if you think about it. If you have overactive... <laughs> If you have overactive hip flexors, which I believe that I do, you think about how your leg is maybe in the position that you're sitting in right now. Your your knee is bent, your feet are on the ground, and your hip is flexed upwards. So your your hip is constantly in a state of flexion, and that's not good. You know, like we need to be moving and exercising those joints. 
After a while, though, it can start to actually have a negative impact on our hip flexors. And it can, I believe in my case, also cause what's called an anterior pelvic tilt, which basically means like I have bad lower back pain and my pelvis leans forward a lot more. Um, and it's pretty stinking uncomfortable. Not all because, but a lot in part because I sit so stinking often. I sit all the darn time. I literally bought a standing desk and I've, I would say like I use it like 15% of the time that I'm at my desk. But now as I'm learning all these things, I'm like, okay, we're standing up today. We are standing up today. I'm tired of having like my hip flexors be so tensed all of the time. I felt it so much when I was running constantly because I, I would come home and like my my hip flexors would hurt so much. And I didn't realize I was one, probably like not strengthening them slash stretching them well enough. But two, if I wasn't running, I was probably sitting. So like they were constantly flexed, constantly. It was not good, not good to say the least. So one, like being able to stand or having a standing desk is of course a luxury. And not everybody has that. Like I literally got a standing desk, I don't know, three months ago. It's been absolutely amazing, but you know, I, I couldn't always have that. Or what if you're at an office and they just don't have standing desks and that's just not an option for you. It doesn't mean that you have to get down on yourself because that's not, you know, something that's in your cards. Just maybe set some standing breaks on your phone. I used to set an alarm when I was working my nine to five, it would go off at like 1.48 p.m. or something like that. And it would be my reminder to stand up every single day. And then I would want to stand up for the remainder of the day till I left at 5.30. Um, that helped me a bunch. If I go for a bathroom break or something, I'll stand up and I'll just kind of like wiggle around. If I go to the refrigerator for a little snack break or With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Something, again, wiggle around. Just taking like, you know, two minute breaks, if you can, to just stretch a teeny bit more. I have noticed has been extraordinarily helpful on my poor little hips. They're tired of being flexed. I'm tired of having an interior pelvic tilt and I would like to not have one anymore. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. That is all. Actually, that's not all. We have one more tip. (laughs) Okay. Maybe the most important one, very important to me. And also I'm not positive if this is like a personal problem or if other people face this as well. Tip number four, when you are striving for whatever in your life, if it's a goal, if it's your healthy lifestyle, if it's um, tracking your nutrition, tracking your workouts, be honest with yourself. Be so truthful. Give yourself the hot, (laughs) give yourself the gosh darn honest truth and actually tell yourself what you've done. I will go through these periods where I will like lie to myself. I will say, you know what? Last week, I think I worked out like, you know, two or three times. And I think I went on a walk every day, every day. And then I look back on my activity charts or something on my watch or on my phone. And I worked out like maybe one time. I went on a walk maybe two times. They were like five minute quick loops nothing massive. And then I'm sitting there mad at myself. Like, I feel like I'm not seeing much progress in the gym. I feel like I'm not lifting heavy enough. I feel like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, Taylor, let's look back on your catalog. All right, messy miss. You're telling yourself that you worked out four times last week. According to our records, you've only worked out one, one. If you have only worked out one time in one week, know that that is 1000% okay. There was nothing wrong with only working out one time or only going on a walk one time. 
but do not tell yourself that you did more than you did. Don't lie to yourself and say that you did more. So hopefully, you know, you can kind of excuse yourself. Like I said, I don't know if this is a personal problem, but it's something I have faced for so many years, so many stinking years. And I just wouldn't ever track it, which I've realized now was maybe my biggest problem. Like, why didn't I just do that the entire time? So now that's my way of of solving this problem and instilling this tip in myself. Every single start of the month, I have a new calendar that I probably download from Canva or I just use like a template already in my GoodNotes app on my iPad. I used to print them out as well or I would just write them in a journal. But I will write down just like literally my activity for the day. It's not a log of exactly the exercises that I did. It's literally like Sunday, did a back workout, went on a walk. Monday, did a leg workout, went on a walk. That's it. So then when I'm like looking back on the week or maybe I'm feeling like really tender and sore, I can pinpoint maybe why that is. Or if I maybe I'm looking at my chart and I'm like, okay, I haven't taken a rest day in four or five days. We're taking a rest day tomorrow. No exceptions, no excuses. Thank you so much. It's just holding yourself accountable, but also like giving yourself some credit where it is due, you know, and just helping you stay on track. Because if there is anything that I have been in the past, it is a little liar to myself. A pretty little, dirty little liar to me. I love my calendar. I feel like it's my favorite way of just mindlessly inputting my activity. And if you want to go more in depth and you want to add in, you know, your exercises that you did or tracking your reps and your sets and your weights, of course, that's important too. But, uh, like, I like simplicity. I like simple things. I probably wouldn't share any of these tips if they weren't actually ones that I know that you can stick to because when you add too many things to your plate, you get overwhelmed and then your plate is full and then it's Thanksgiving dinner and you've ate too much food and you're filled with the tryptophan. (laughs) I had to remember the word. You're filled with tryptophan and you just feel so lethargic that you don't end up doing anything. So don't fill up your plate, okay? Give yourself your well-balanced meal of all the things that you love and all the things that you want to do and leave some room for some things that you might want to add in later, all right? Don't overstress yourself. It is no big deal. And if you remember, the topic for this episode is for a healthy lifestyle. That means there's no end date to this. Like I said (laughs) before, we're not getting too morbid about it, but there is no end date to your healthy lifestyle mentality. You know, this is just for you living a better day every single day. We love that. Okay. Big flip of the script going into our question of the week. It is almost spring, baby. If you are in the Northern hemisphere, it is the time of the year where I am seeing the cherry blossoms out and about. Summer plans are being made. I'm so excited for this summer. I'm so excited. I keep telling Keith, like, we have so many fun things coming up this summer, but let's be, you know, mindful in the moment right now. Like, we are going to enjoy every day as it's coming instead of, you know, wishing away all the time in between the vacations and things. But I'm I'm really excited. Also, until I take my CPT test, like, it's literally the only thing I can think about. So um, on that note, My fun little question for the week, in the spirit of spring and summer and all of the fun activities that come with that, I received a question from a friend asking, what are your current favorite places to shop for swimwear for the spring and summer season? Ah, I love it. Only in the last maybe year or two did I actually start like swimsuit shopping. I think from um, the eighth grade to junior year of college, I had the same three bathing suits. And you might think I'm kidding, but I, I am not. I also haven't grown probably since the eighth grade. So that's that on that. But um, I scoped everywhere. Like I feel like I looked top and bottom at every website. And here are my final selections for you all. Okay. Top of the list, or at least very near the top, is Aerie. I freaking love Aerie. I had never really shopped at Aerie before because I hadn't felt like I 
was their target demographic. Like I didn't need bralettes or uh, I think they do like some other like sportswear and stuff. I guess that's kind of me. Who am I talking about? Anywho, I just never looked at their swimwear. Like I didn't know they had swimwear, if I'm being quite honest with you. I love their pieces. They are staples beyond staples beyond staples. If you just need like that classic black bathing suit that is just tried and true, go to go to Aerie. You're not going to find like the most extravagant styles, but to be honest, that's not usually my style. I want the timeless pieces. I hate having to shop for bathing suits every single season because what I bought last year is now out of style. You know, give me something that's classic, triangles, little cheeky, we're done. We're good. That's fine. Okay? Some cute little one piece, would love it. If I had um, woken up earlier, I may be sitting here um, screaming praises over the Skims swimwear. However, uh, it sold out before like my mouse could even click the URL. I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm going to say keep that on your radar. I was pretty impressed actually with the prices. If I remember right, like tops were maybe $20 to $30. And I'm not saying that that's um, cheap. But like, that's how much bathing suits are at Target. That's nuts. Speaking of, Target, we could add to the list. Target's not like the the top of the options, but you're going to find some good pieces there. Some cute things. It's like a little bit of hit or miss, but sometimes they have like one final bathing suit of this really cute style that you weren't even expecting that Target would sell something of. And it's fantastic. And it sits in your closet for four years. So don't cut Target out of the race. I was very, 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 very impressed with Toluca last summer. Toluca is Whitney Simmons and Taylor and Chloe Chamberlain's brand. It is kind of in, in partnership or under the umbrella of Balance Athletica because it's pretty much all from the same warehouse. So if you're familiar with their things, I'm, I'm sure it's quite similar. I've never purchased from them before. But I was very enticed by Toluca. I was really interested in trying it out. The biggest, absolute biggest downside is the price tags. They're, in my opinion, very steep. I would imagine that they're steep because hopefully like they're ethically sourced. They're also quite size inclusive, which is very helpful. But, 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 but it's still like it hurts. It's a very pretty penny. Like their one pieces are, I believe, $100 plus, which is Absolutely nuts. I mean, if you really think about spending that much money on a bathing suit, it blows my mind. However, I purchased, I want to say maybe two swim sets from them, maybe, and one one piece. And I was really actually satisfied. It was one of the first times I remember getting an order in the mail for swimsuits, trying them on and not wanting to like scream and cry bloody murder. I was so just pleasantly surprised with the whole experience. Uh, it, it was really like, it just felt good. You know, like they, they really did nail it. Their kind of claim to fame is that they don't have many uh, materials that dig in like to your skin, which is wonderful. I think that can often be like a, a downside to some bathing suits or just like the fact that some bathing suits just don't have enough fabric. <laughs> and um, Toluca is not very skimpy, which I also like. I kind of like that happy medium. So more of a pretty penny to Luca. Um, Abercrombie, I have purchased from this season. I can update on how we like that. I'm not positive. I don't remember ever buying their swimsuits in the past, but we'll see. But another favorite is White Fox Boutique. I've always liked their stuff. It's a little bit more on the cheekier side, but they've got such fun prints, so many cute things, and I feel like they're always on top of fun styles. So those are enough um, recommendations for now. I get so carried away on the questions of the week. Sometimes I think it's kind of funny. All right. My final little moment of the day, our wellness tip. My wellness tip is in the spirit of uh, spring cleaning because I think it, well, it's been on my mind. I hope it's on your mind too. It's just something that like gets breathed into the air this time of year. It's almost like somebody's whispering in your ear to go clean out your closet because that's what I'm about. That's what I'm about to do. That's what I'm about to do. Your wellness tip of the week is to go clean out that drawer, clean out that section of the closet that you've been thinking about cleaning for the last year. I know I have one. I'm pretty much staring at it right now. I have a bundle of clothes that I've been meaning to put on Poshmark or to go donate to the Humane Society. And 
like there's just no excuse. Like it just gets tacked on to the day next day and the next day and the next day. And then here we are eight months later. So this is your reminder to like, just hang that painting, clean out that drawer, go through your closet. And then whatever you have, um, give it to a friend. My friends and I just did like a little swap with our clothes and it's the best way to make sure that your clothes actually have a home, that they're going to somewhere you know, that will get a good use out of the things that you own. Uh, if you can't do that, resell your items if you like. Donate them to a good charity in your area. I like the Humane Society. Um, women's shelters are also wonderful. And they also have never, ever, ever turned me away. Like I've been to some places where they won't accept certain items. No, they accept everything. And they always need certain things. Like they'll hand out little flyers if they need, um, socks, tampons, deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrushes, those sorts of things. Um, if you happen to be in a place where you have extras of those and you're, you know, you're going to go donate just something to, to bear in mind as well. Um, and also, you know, just when we're doing our spring cleaning, it just feels good. It literally makes you feel like lighter and, and better. I think I'm going to be doing a spring cleaning esque video soon. And I always love doing those because afterwards I feel like I'm lifting a 50 pound bag off of my chest and it's been sitting there for years. <sighs> Amazing. Well, I hope that this episode added a bit of value to your day today. I feel like I kind of rambled for 50 minutes, but hopefully this was really good. I was kind of feeling sad and like down on myself before I recorded this. And now I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm going to take my own tips into my own hand and go eat a vegetable and go on a walk <laughs> and stretch my, stretch my hip flexors because I've been sitting for too long. But, all right. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you are a first time listener, thank you for being here. If you're a returner, I love you so, 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 so much. Uh, if you'd like, you can give this podcast five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I no longer have an Instagram for the podcast, but if you'd like, we have a Geneva group chat. The link, I believe, is still in my Instagram bio, and if not, it is also on my Hoobie page, which is like my catch-all link tree sort of thing, and um, I will talk to you next week for hopefully another informative, valuable episode for you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.